Hi. Hello. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> it's weird if I don't say so good. So welcome back. Make fun of me. It's just a quiet. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals and best friends, and we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. Glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at a busy birth center and busy home birth practice. I'm Meredith Earl, also midwife at the same home birth practice. And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and also birth assistant with you guys at our amazing out of hospital practice. I wish everyone would just go to YouTube and see what we look like. I don't (laughs) wish that. Yeah. Actually, every week I get on and see that there's only been like 10 views. I'm like, thank the Lord. Well, congratulations. Y'all just figured how how to get it amped up to 100. So yes. How do lot. people have time to... Like, I podcast all the time yeah. in the car. Yeah. Like, that's people all have I, time to watch YouTube videos. Who has time to watch YouTube videos? They probably just have it running in the background while they're, like, yeah. in their kitchen or So, in case something. anybody wonders what we look like when we wake up and throw on pants and put our hair up in a ponytail, watch our YouTube. Well, I actually feel like I've been looking cuter because I have you to wear all cute. this maternity clothes that yeah. people give me. So, I actually um. have a much better wardrobe than ever in my life i actually went to the ophthalmologist in this outfit and this hair yeah and he laughed a lot yeah i I don't think think that's what he was laughing at. i'm pretty sure (laughs) you and chuck's antics is what he was laughing at i went to food lion in my pajamas yesterday and i just put a coat over it so i was hoping people wouldn't be noticing i was wearing pajama tights and then i put a hat on my head even though it was like 50 degrees because i didn't want to do what are pajama tights yeah i don't know just tights but that you wear tights to bed yeah, man, they're comfy. That sounds awful. No, super Mm-mm. comfy. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Speaking of YouTube, um, Oscar is was asked by the number one DK. Per, now, no one's going to know what this is. <laughs> Donkey Kong. But yes, the number one DK Smash Brothers person in the world. Uh-huh. He contacted Dick. He is it. <laughs> he he's a donk. He's a donk. He's a donk. <laughs> to play on his station on his YouTube channel tomorrow night live. I didn't even know I was played Donkey Kong. What? No, <laughs> Meredith just he doesn't. I was like, damn it! I'm he play plays Donkey Kong with Smash Oz. Brothers, and you're the youngest. Oh. You're the youngest one of us, and you're still so far removed from video game culture. I <laughs> think. Anyway, I'm super excited I'm for him. Really I'm super excited. You told me is that you're paid? like. No, 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 no. That's not how YouTube works. But you were like, no. you were like, you're not going to be excited about this. And then you said, and I was like, holy I'm shit, so Kim, excited. that's so exciting. I can't wait to watch him get his ass kicked by this guy. Yeah. I'm still talking about how Donkey live. Kong is For involved. the record, because Oscar you- is Kim's <laughs> 16-year-old son. And he's like a, a gamer. computer gamer genius kid. Yeah. And awesome. he was actually ranked. It was so stupid. We talked about this once. He did a competition for one of the games that I don't know which, and he won. And the winners all go to Florida and then they try for a million dollars. And he actually won. He was one of the top people. But because he wasn't 18, they wouldn't let him. Uh, They wouldn't let him compete. And I was like, I'll sign anything. Do they want my second (laughs) board? Oh, wait, that's you. (laughs) I'm trying to give you to them, but they won't take you because you're a baby. Anyway, I just wanted to brag about I'm sure that this YouTuber is one of the people that was influential in his gaming life, which is a good Good segue. segue. Yeah because we're going to talk about women who are influential to us. Yes, we're going to talk about when we wanted to start our birth careers and people that uh, affected us in ways and built us into the birth workers that we are. I remember the first time I ever met, I, um, not Ina May, I remember that too, but but the first time I met Juliana, I was completely freaked out yeah. and we were going to a just birth meeting 
And I was like, oh, my God, Juliana's going to be there. And Chuck was like, so what? She's just a person. Just she's talk to her. just a person. Right. I know. And I was like, you don't understand. It's I've awesome. read her book so many times and I just, I don't even know what to do. And then I couldn't talk to her when I, I first like saw her. I feel like that like also like showcases how much you've changed in your life. Like the thought of you being phased by anybody at this point in your life feels so <laughs> weird to me. I think I will still get excited in November when we see certain people, but yeah, yeah. but no, sure. I don't know. Um, well, Gretchen had to shove me physically to go talk to Ina May. Uh-huh. And I was like, Bleh! and then but did you fuck up? Call- you did yes. it again. You just called it. Oh wait. No. I said Ina May. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm confused. <laughs> but then also someone shoved me towards um juliana and it's funny because i talk all the time i never shut the hell up but when i'm faced with someone that i feel do you just get real big eyes i was just like oh god it's juliana juliana over there oh god it's juliana so, and then i just say stupid shit so i want to talk a little bit about juliana first because i feel like you learned about I juliana about first. No, i want to talk about well i feel like first. you learned about juliana from me yes <laughs> so yes, that's so why like, i'm the og connection i feel yes. like i need to set up the basis for this story so I wanted to become a midwife straight out of high school. I don't know if I've told this story before. Um, and when I was graduating high school, because I mean, I might not look like it on YouTube right now, but sometimes people think that I graduated in like, I don't know, five years ago, five 2015. Years ago. <laughs> yeah, but I did not. <laughs> I graduated a lot longer than that ago. And um, so anyway, there was no CPM option when I was graduating high school, but I had always wanted to be a midwife and so I was going to become a nurse and then become um, a CNM and I was in the gifted and talented education community in yeah, high school and so I was part of a special program where when I was in high yeah, school through the roof I don't know about that <laughs> um, they could like set you up for an internship with someone in a career you want to be in and so well, I was like cool. yeah it was super cool and so I was like I really want to be a midwife can you find me a midwife that I can um, mentor under and so they looked around and at that point in time Juliana was already the director for midwifery at Shenandoah University so they found her and they're like all right this is your mentor and so I went and met with her you got to her- mentee with Juliana no That's I like didn't get dream. to so I went and I met with her in her office at Shenandoah University and she was like, so they didn't realize that I'm not actually attending births anymore. So I don't think that this is going to work as a mentorship because I don't think that you were into seeing the like education side of it. But she's like, but I really just wanted to give you my book. So she gave me her book at that meeting. And so her book is called Diary of a Midwife. I not love Diary of a Midwife. Diary of a Midwife. <laughs> That's I what I said. That book. No, it just sounded very similar. Oh, Diary of Midwife? <laughs> yeah. That's what That's our, what my book's going to be called. That's what our book will be called. It'll just be okay. a picture of Meredith shitting in bushes outside of someone's house. <laughs> Diary of Midwife. I was thinking more of that picture of us at a birth that we have the same shirt on and mine's covered in yeah. shit and yours isn't. I thought that might be a good book. Or cover. it could be the face swap of me uh, from Bridesmaids. So look away yeah. or it could be me shitting myself in labor too that could be that could you might not be. do that all these Penny things would be very disappointed if i don't shit if you don't shit labor. yourself it's yeah. like her yeah. favorite part of birth video we're gonna give her the bir- the poop now i just want to job. i just want to <laughs> yeah. say that's how you know you really made it in the birth world when you can do a hemorrhage or like any sort of resuscitation or any mech birth and and you're still pristinely clean yeah i haven't made it yet I, i'm there <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, check it out. I'm so, and then I'll find like a little speck of it on my face. I'll work out. Or like here. Yeah. 
<laughs> I know. I went to a bar once after birth, and then I got I to hate the bar. How little you clean yourself after? No, because birth. I was. It was a birth in Old Town Winchester, and I was like, I'm just gonna go grab a beer, and I like wash my hands and everything, and then I got to the bar and I you looked down, to the elbow and I jazz. realized my knee was covered in blood because I had like put my knee down in the puddle i've done that before (laughs) i was like remember that time you didn't know there was poop on you and you were like i just keep smelling shit and it was on your pants (laughs) that's what i hate about my black scrubs is they literally hide everything so you don't realize until later i mean one in doubt just change your fucking clothes after birth that's like a lot more coordination (laughs) and planning than either of us are capable of no i'm getting better at organizing my life so (laughs) that's probably gonna start happening um anyway so the book is called diary of a midwife and (laughs) i'm never gonna be able to hear the same ever again and so here i am i'm like 17 years old and i bring it home and it is so she ran a home birth practice in our area in like the 70s and 80s and so it was her experiences of when she worked in a big teaching maternity hospital i think in new york and then also her experiences running a home birth practice here in a rural place. And I love that she started out when I read the book, I was um, working in the special ed department. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh, cause she used to be a special ed yeah. teacher too. And, and that's how she was like, it has to be better than this. Like maybe if it started at birth, Instead of waiting to help these kids when they're already in school, like let's start from birth, making mm-hmm. birth better. Yeah. So I was like, me too, Juliana. I was also a special needs instructor. We're the same person. <laughs> you hesitated for a really long time. <laughs> I was also a special needs instructor. <laughs> well, one of my kids said that they loved me so much because I was just as special as they were. Yeah. You are. You I are. know. So thank, thank you. Um, she also paved the way for having a backup provider in this area which we don't really have anymore but she was able to accomplish that in her chapter of yeah City, which is cool and so i just remember taking that book home as a 17 year old and just like reading it and being so disgusted at the current state of maternity affairs affairs and being so like enthralled by the changes that she made in each woman one by one by one that I was like oh my god this is what I want to do so it's like where I learned everything about like unmedicated birth natural birth supporting women in their own like whatever so she was super influential to me oh me too absolutely and so I don't know if her book is still and how for does sale. she like yeah, um, it, is. it is oh yeah you can find it as I know because I've been researching on mm. Amazon you can buy it on Amazon awesome you can buy it used or new yes yes but I love how she knows who you, everyone is oh my god oh. she knows all of her babies I will names, never even do when that they're like 30 years old oh my god I don't get it I she can't. like recognizes people on the street from a birth like 30 years yes. ago she's like I think I remember helping you out of your mom she literally cameo. hasn't seen their faces since they were like six weeks old and she can tell who they are not only that i'll hear her tell birth stories and she'll be like and then baby eugene was born weighing nine pounds one and a half uh-huh. ounces 22 Ow. inches long how does she Makes do that me feel very no. but this is why she's influential like she's so amazing there's just something about her that is just in- so inspiring yes. so inspiring and then and on she's the- non-stop like she's never gonna fucking stop ever and then well, she got her first tattoo in her 70s oh i love, I love that she's amazing. Oh. and then on this another note she has a really close friend um named zan who is also super influential zan to me zan i want to talk Ruby. all about zan yes um do you want to talk about her first so she just to sum her up yeah 
She's so magical. How the fuck do you sum up? You can't. She's she's so fucking magical. But she, when I saw her down here when we had the spring like Mayfest, she had broken her hand or her arm, desperately trying to rescue her chickens from a coop fire. Oh, this is how she hurt Sounds herself. I'm like, right. you ran into a fiery, 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 <laughs> a fiery <laughs> furnace, <laughs> a fiery, a fiery flame. chicken furnace. To rescue chickens. You would do that. I have absolutely I no would. doubt in my no. mind. Absolutely. I'd be like, not. we're having Kentucky Fried Chicken tonight, guys. <laughs> we'll just go pick up the pieces it's after they're burnt out. It's going to be crispy. <laughs> so disgusting. But every time I see her, we're like, let me touch your butt. No, let me touch your butt. Oh, my God. You're so hot. So you're beautiful. so hot. She's so amazing. She was influential to me before I even was even thinking about being a birth worker because she um, worked for a really long time in the health department. Mm -hmm. And I would go there as a teenager for my pap smears. And so that's how she helped me also bodily autonomy and like respectful care because especially in some place like the health department where Where they see people every five fucking minutes. Yeah. And as a teenager, like she always made me feel so special and I would leave my like pap smears like do your impression of her. So she would I just remember being in there and she'd be like doing my breast exams and she'd be like, oh, look at these breasts. One day they're going to be milk jugs for your babies. They're so amazing what they can do. And then she'd be doing my pap and she'd be like, look at that cervix. That is a beautiful service See how come that's cool and she does it but when i do it you can give me shit i'd be like oh my god Dad. <laughs> yeah, i could do no wrong but man that's creepy i'd be like oh my god Dad, you think my cervix is beautiful <laughs> you've got the best cervix and then i would go in there to get my pap smears when i was thinking about becoming a doula and she'd be like you can do it honey i know I'm about this doula and that doula and this doula you should call this person this person that person she's so yeah amazing and she so, literally never stopped like no. she just retired recently yes but she approached care like that for her entire career so it taught me so much about respectful care even because usually like teens getting that kind of care are the least respected mm-hmm. and least taught about she bodily autonomy on, at one point a few years ago she was providing midwifery care to the inmates and then the inmates would come and deliver with the hospitalist group mm-hmm. so i was like she's literally just like taking care of every human being like yeah. teenagers mm-hmm. she's like let me teach you how your body's amazing like so you're an inmate that you're still a woman yeah. with a beautiful cervix and a beautiful body and i'm going to make you feel special and ah yeah God. so we've been talking for a long time but they were so influential no 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 no. i was gonna say you and i have been talking for almost 15 16 years about how we want to grow into we want to be we want to be zan and juliana yes you're zan yeah i'm juliana obviously (laughs) so i feel like if that's gonna happen you have to become really fond of snakes because i love snakes snakes, i literally pick them up and talk to them no i love snakes and i love i love that I love then, all amphibians and reptiles, actually, especially turtles. And girl, snakes too. I love you. Perfect. But when I go walking with Juliana, I can't fucking keep up with her because her legs go up to like my boobs. So oh, you I, need to start working on your power walking well, game because there's no way that you I don't able even to match have legs. her well, gait. She's a fast even, sprinter, Kim is. I'm a very That's fast true. sprinter for a short person. I mean, That's not true. right now. And I for a short die. period of time. Very short period of time. <laughs> anyway, it's really actually so, magical to see you sprint, though. It's what? It's like really magical to see you sprint. It's like, how did she? It's like, how do her <laughs> boobs move so fast? <laughs> if you could put my ass while I'm running with your boobs while you're oh. running, can you, um, you probably get knocked over. 
You'd probably like get swinging and then. Well, I wouldn't be able to run. Pendulously fall over. <laughs> My boobs pull me forward. That's why. <laughs> that's true, that's so what about you? Back. Who's influential to you? Well, I didn't meet them until after I'd been a birth worker for a while. So I can't say they necessarily like got me into birth work. And I was thinking about that because. I don't know. I honestly like the first person who came to mind for me was Alice. Oh, Alice is the best. Yeah. Like we were just like on this like parallel journey together and we just like got each other through it. And she got me my first job as a student. And so even though she didn't like we both were learning as we went, I would say she above and beyond has gotten me through midwifery in general. But I mean, for me in nursing, like I was in nursing school and there was two professors I can think of who were super influential for me to like get me comfortable or at least like to empower me to feel like out of hospital birth was an okay option because that wasn't like a thing in nursing school that was normalized. Like it was only because I verbalized an interest that they showed us like a home birth video. Um, That wasn't like anything in the curriculum at that point in school. So yeah, but I have to say so thankful i met zan and juliana afterwards because they really like you guys said like they're who you want to be as a provider as a human yeah so like in a world where it's like really hard to find people to connect with like thank god we have each other but sometimes you know we get like we're like oh man like who else is there that we love enough and respect enough to like want to share this like midwifery journey with and we all have our people right but zan and ruby are like they're like definitely people to aspire to. Zan, Ruby, sure. and Juliana. <laughs> you yeah. said Zan oh, and Ruby. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a children's book. Uh, Zan, yeah. Juliana. So, um, I just want to say one more thing. Like when I was in school, when I went to midwifery school, you know how you have that one person that just like brings out, I don't know, like everything that you can do. Yeah. And you're yes. like, oh, I can do this. So Dr. Scott, Lori Scott was a professor at FSTM and she just like would not take no from me at all. Mm -hmm. She didn't give a shit. She was like, you have kids, you have a husband that's never home. Yeah. I don't care. Like you are Kim Haynes and you can do this and I will not take no. And I will fail you if you don't get this project done. And I will not accept anything less than perfection. And she just like was so amazing. And then one day I was like, Oh my God, I can do this. She like, helped you see your potential. Yeah. yeah. She was like the person in my life that finally showed me like what my potential was. Yes. And then from her first class on, I was like, Oh, I got this. Yeah. But I never felt like that in my entire life yeah. ever. I just was always looked at as like a girl. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not yeah. Like a woman with potential and it didn't matter like what, you know? Yeah. So she's amazing. And I still try yeah. to keep one of my, one of my strongest, like my, my experience of that is in nursing school. Like I was like a weirdo, right? Cause I would always show up with like leaves in my hair and like posted my dreaded pictures. And I was like this weird person <laughs> you that had actually dreads. hated, not intentionally, <laughs> but like I hated working I love in the it hospital. So much. I hated nursing school. I was like, this is stupid. Like That's we're doing why I really dropped fucked out. up things. So yeah. I dropped out. <laughs> so I was like this weirdo that like was there, but like wasn't really doing it because I didn't want to be there. And I'll never forget that one of my professors, when I did my L&D rotation, she's like this prim, beautiful woman in this like really tight coiled braid on the back of her head. And she always wore skirts. I don't like really know, but she's very traditional, like probably very Christian and just like very straightforward and straight edge. Right. I'll never forget like me, this crazy tattooed purple haired 
nursing school potential dropout she like <laughs> runs down the hallway grabs my wrist and drags me down the hall to this woman's room who was having a natural birth because we hadn't had one on shift before unmedicated birth yeah sorry unmedicated birth and she's like you gotta get in there now and she like like i just never forget this like super proper woman just dragging my ass down the hallway in the hospital to get me in this room for this birth and i was like this is like this is what it's about. Like, it was just so great. She knew where you belong. Yeah. Even, even if it didn't fit, like, what the norm was at the time, it was really cool. Um, and so, like, I think that... So, what I learned from Zan and from Juliana is that I wanted to be that kind of birth worker that... Um, because we talked a lot about it today when we were trying to plan this episode and the episodes we're going to do about how there's a lot of birth providers throughout history who have tried to take power away from women. Mm -hmm. And so they showed me through their actions, they empowered me to make my own decisions. And so it was like, that's the kind of provider I wanted to be like someone who showed women that they have power and that they can trust their intuition when it comes to birth and that you can give that to them. And if they walk away feeling powerful, then you did your job well or that they can do anything. Right. Yeah. And also I want to say too, like, you're working on your like next course about like self-care and birth work right and i feel like they embody that too like they both work their asses off they work more than anybody probably should and yet they still do like self-care and find time for themselves and prioritize the things that bring them joy also and they seem like when you and you can tell that about them when you meet them like they're very balanced humans and and so then i think um moving on past them but also connected to them because Juliana happens to be really close friends with Ina Mae Gaskin Mm -hmm. and Ina Mae Gaskin they are so different so different but a lot of people that listen to this podcast might not know who Juliana or Zan are but everyone who knows anything about home birth world whoever knows who Ina Mae is and Ina Mae was really influential to me as well I met her later in my um, career Um, and it wasn't the meeting her that was super influential other than I like, I did super fangirl. And so Juliana got Ina Mae cause she was doing, she was the speaker for just birth who, which I was on the board for that for a while. And so for the yearly meeting or whatever, she was the speaker. And then Juliana was like, Hey, you should come back to Winchester and uh do like hang out at my house and like a little note in fact something i didn't realize until i got to know Juliana more is apparently i made like comes and chills in Berryville all the time yeah they're friends yeah and, and so I was like, wait because i used to live on the same street as Juliana. i was like wait i has been like literally catty corner yeah to my house multiple times <laughs> in the last years and i didn't know did <laughs> like, not know what? purposely did not on yeah, purpose that's fair. <laughs> that's um, really valid so so they set up a book signing um at one of the local health food stores and Julie. And so Ina May, I read her book when I was pregnant and when I was a birth student and Ina May's guide to childbirth, I still think is one of those books that if you read it, it just helps you get it. It just helps you get it that women intuitively know how to give birth. Yeah. And I really love that book will never go out of style. No. And like I love, ever. I love the stats in the back of the birth because you know, if you know the backstory of Ina May, that they had the farm and they just intuitively learned how to like help all these hippies on their commune learn how to give birth and um, but they kept stats for every single one and how many C-sections and how many breech births and how many forehead V-backs presentations or... and V-backs and all the things 
and their C-section rate was ridiculously low. Mm-hmm. And but there was no raised maternal or infant mortality amongst it. So I think that it was for me it was groundbreaking in seeing that trusting women's bodies can change the way that it is but it also led to good outcomes it wasn't bad outcomes as well and so when she came to winchester and she was doing the book signing and there somebody came up to me because i was already a doula in the birth community and they're like so somebody needs to sit next to ina may while she's doing her book signing Mm -hmm. and hand her the books do you want to do that and i was just like what? I'm just imagining like that one side of your body where you're like closer to her, like your armpits just like sweating, you have, like, this <laughs> crazy sweat ring on just like, this one side of your yeah. body. Or are you like here? You, here you're Here's your book, <laughs> like, Keep brushing your boob on accident. Like, this one too. You know the, you know the boob accidental boob touch. Yes. <laughs> so I sat next to her for like two hours and I handed her her books. <gasps> 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 And every time I can see, <laughs> I can see every time you're like, there's another one. <laughs> did people bring their own? Or did yes, they have no, to buy people them? brought their own and she was signing them. And Stephen Gaskin was there as well. Um, and so I got to meet him and I was just like, this is one of the best days of my life. And I had my baby and a baby wrap. And so I got to take a picture of her with my baby and a baby wrap. And I was like, Oh my God, I've reached full birth worker cult status. <laughs> when I met her the first time, it was at that, um, I went to like a conference with Dr. D and Gretchen because they're like so much fun and so cool and so down to earth. And I went with Aaron and we were roommates together. Um, Brock was a baby. So that was still in that like horrible phase of life where like nothing is real. But it was my turn. Like there was no one there. And I was like, oh, God, I can't do it. I don't know what to say. And Gretchen's (laughs) like, when the hell do you ever not know what to fucking say? You never shut up. Just go say something. And I was like, I can't. So she grabs my back and shoves me to the point where I'm like tripping forward. (laughs) So instead you're just going to face plant. And I did. And I was like, bam. Uh, Hey there, there, anime. No. Nope. mm -mm. I just name dropped Juliana. It's all I could think of. And I was like, (laughs) I know your friend Juliana. You didn't stand up and go, how are you doing? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know what I said after that, but it was a lot of it's mumbling. It's all a blur yeah. after that. And then later I was like, you are such an idiot. She's just a human being. Why would you act that way? But that's how I was I'm with, sure with Juliana so also. I'm sure she's to it at this point. So if any if any of you midwives are out there and you listen to this uh, while we fangirl you so hard... Like we would sorry, love to sorry. take you to naked spa or yes. just like run around. We Listen, about that can we just so run around times. a campfire naked with you? Like Juliana something. And Zan already said they would come get naked with us. Oh my god! I'm, Ooh, we please. just have to set it. Can up. we please do that? That yes. requires somebody to answer their text messages <coughs> and phone calls. <coughs> Juliana, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, lady, what are you doing? Come get sushi. No answer. <laughs> I guess technically we know where she lives if we want to be those people. We could drop by. Yeah. But they, yeah, just thinking of all of them and the books that I read early on in my my birth worker career. But I remember going to doula training and um, I, just re- I just remember be feeling like so filled with like passion about um, informed consent and auton- bodily autonomy and... Being able to that make decisions for away. yourself. No. It's just grown. And being at my doula training, 
like and i remember them saying like the word allow and i was like you know i'm just like this little baby like 20 year old and i'm like i hate that word allow <laughs> i empower nobody allows me to do anything i do what i want <laughs> i allow myself i do what i want <laughs> and my instructor pulled me to the no, s- now we were rockets it from yeah <laughs> so my ins- i did that <laughs> my instructor pulled me to the side and she goes for god's sakes if you ever get pregnant please Please have a home birth. You will not do well in the hospital. <laughs> you mean the hospital will not do well with yeah, you? Yeah. You would be fine. But as part, burn to the ground. as part of my doula training, I remember they had us, <laughs> they had us draw a picture of our dream births. <laughs> I hadn't stopped. Had, do you have this photo I, still? I would have to look for it. I might. But I remember I drew a picture and in it, Zan was my midwife. And oh she had, my God. She had this long flowing hair and she was standing behind me, just like holding me while I squatted my baby out on the floor. And that was my picture that I had did you for draw my a dream little, birth. Did you do a little bubble? Of, <laughs> was she like, that is beautiful, bloody show. Your cervix is opening so Your perineum is so stretchy. When that Your turd is swelling so beautifully. When that turd rolled across the floor, it was beautiful because it meant the baby's head was coming down so funny so can we talk about like little baby doula version of our birth and now that like i'm going into birth as an informed person the first image that popped in my mind is me drawing a picture of like just my ass with my gaping asshole <laughs> your ass is so huge there's no way for your asshole to gape if your asshole you, gapes can i, I take a picture of it prove you guys wrong <laughs> i'm I cannot. I'm so excited about your birth. I we'll can't. be like, we'll be like gaping asshole exhibit a subject not named. Yeah. <laughs> but you could probably figure but it out. But now that we've named it on the podcast, everybody knows. Everyone that listens, people like clients and stuff will be like, oh my God, I heard Meredith was pregnant. And I'm like, yes. Are you her midwife? Like everyone asks no, that question. No one's invited. I'm not allowed to tell her anything. <laughs> at all i'll do that i might put my my face in my sweater like like this while i try and tell her stuff (laughs) like meredith maybe i just keep envisioning like you should go to sleep meredith like me i had drawn a picture of my dream bird before i became a midwife because it'd probably be a lot fucking cuter i just keep seeing like (laughs) terrence and i like arm in arm That's like touching Lilu, and you're like holding her face and like whispering things Aww. and Alice is like standing there with the clipboard writing <laughs> are you kidding <laughs> Alice is gonna be like um I'm like if you're no. in my face she's gonna be like Alice is gonna be ass. Alice like, is gonna, gonna be gonna behind <laughs> her in the tub cradling <laughs> yes. her the way Taryn should be yes. Yes. we and need Terrence a is, photographer to take pictures so grateful <laughs> Can we just hire a strange person to take pictures of everything? No, I was not trying to make this about my birth. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that I did that's that what happens accident. when you do birth work is like yeah. all of a sudden there's like this cute, adorable picture that you have. And then here's this cute picture that Evie drew of her dream birth. I know. And then like, and then a mind's of my gaping asshole. Like mm. that's just birth work. But there'll be Jess and I will be on either side of your, of your rectum going, <laughs> pointing to it. I got it. Ah, ah. <laughs> I do. I'm going to make this face. <laughs> Before we go to break, which is time to, I do hope one day it is my dream for someone to be like, that's who I want to be and be talking about the three of us. Like, that's the birth workers we want to be because they made us feel so special. <laughs> okay, listen. No pressure, though. Me. 
Oh, do they? I've had that said to me several times. And when it actually, I'm like, that's my dream. But then every time a dream comes true, I'm like, well, that feels oddly anticlimactic. People are like, oh my God, you're exactly what I want to be as a midwife. And I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> Why? You could All do so this? much better. I don't. I mean, there's. Have you have you seen this person down the street? I'm not that cool. Have you watched our that, YouTube videos? It sounded really unhumble <laughs> when I said that. I'm just saying it's a dream for people to want to be like us. But then people do say, "I want to be like you guys," and then you're like, but then they hear a podcast, like, "Oh wait, they're fucked." Like, yeah, never mind. But like I'm them. like, you don't want to be like me. You want to be yourself. <laughs> yes, you want to be mentally stable. So every time we butt heads, yeah, just oh. remember, you don't want me to be you you no. want me to be myself i want you to be you <laughs> just remember it's not a you to you it's a you to us it's a you to us marge Sharon made some crack about that the other day he was like so it's like he was like talking about the but he's like it's about you to ride right i'm like no dude it's about you to me like go fuck yourself <laughs> you to me you to me you to me <laughs> all right well it's time to go to break when we come back we're gonna talk about a birth story of the week oh yeah <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the sponsor for today's podcast is once again our Patreon account. So what do you get for being one of our patrons? So today we recorded some behind the scenes footage of us recording our podcast probably will get more than you could ever want from us honestly <laughs> sometimes we do weird crazy dance videos sometimes we roll in the snow in our bathing suits because why not yeah so basically the point of this is is that we would love to have you as a patron of our podcast if you become a patron there are three different levels of monetary support and each level gives you different perks um, so yeah, check out our Patreon account. It's www.patreon.com slash wineaboutbirth. And we would love to have you on the Wine About Birth Patreon team. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back from that delightful break. And this is why we don't drink when we record anymore. No, I was just saying it's been a long time since For we record, did. I had one glass of wine. I'm on my second. I also only had one glass of wine. Ish. We're just not because doing I'm anything today. <laughs> You're um, what? Because I'm gestating. You're gestating. You're not allowed to drink. But I was <laughs> I was just saying that we... I've, I don't agree with that at all. I forget I just, I'm limiting myself. how much fun we used to have when we drank, when we recorded I every know. time. Also, like, the feel like we've been, out, I feel like we're like easing back into like our fun summer selves. Flowing slowly. in. Flowing we into it. We got too busy to drink. I know. That chapter where we just used to sit in your backyard oh. and drink wine and, and had sit nothing in the sun? to do. It we was didn't so good. talk about work. No. We didn't that talk video, about anything. The video that we made back in the day i was so drunk i don't oh my god i know we really remember (laughs) i look back on that video and i'm like oh my god but i was just saying today that now that the sun's coming out again like a beatles song we need to have like a beer pong oh i can't wait to do yeah yeah and and a fire pit night oh my god i'm so excited i can't even handle it mom to have her baby yeah and i'm all in all in on the fire pit um yeah that was a delightful break it took a lot longer than we expected my mom came in nice little visit with liz we started planning your uh photo shoot yep it's 
going to be amazing. Your pregnancy is going by so fast. I can't even handle it. It's going. It's you know. It's like been crazy because it really has been so like enjoyable and like I feel like I've been really present with it. But I yeah, I was just like I'm like woke up and like panicked the other morning because I was like, holy shit, we have one visit left, and then it's like our home prep visit. Yeah, well, they're all home prep visits. You're like almost in your. Like, we've been coming to you some for some of them at least. Oh, the last two you have, I think. You're totally almost right. in your window. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Don't rush it. I'm Super not, weird. Oh, I, I tell people I'm going to carry to 43 anyway. <laughs> you keep saying that, but I just don't know if that's going to happen. I just keep telling myself that, so I don't like get to that point. Where I'm like, I'm so over being pregnant. I think you're going to have your baby exactly on 420 that because be that would really be amazing. Magic. And that would be great because you can go to Apple Blossom. Could you have your baby on 420? On 420? Wait, well, who's going to Apple Blossom? Terrence is really wanting to go to Apple Blossom. Oh, he's going to bring the, Penny after. That's the first you'll thing, be resting. That's the first thing he asked when he found out our due date was that if he can still go to Apple Blossom. Well, I'm still going to contact the police department and ask if they can ride us in on horses. And I also want to ask if we can like braid rainbow ribbons on their hairs and put a unicorn horn on them because can you imagine how Penny would lose her shit? Oh my God. She would lose please, her mind. Please let me gallop up somehow <laughs> slow motion with on a unicorn for your birth. I feel like you get really offended when I just made the, the joke about you riding up. me or me no. riding you and with a unicorn horn and you sitting on me back with like a flowy shirt like we're on, on the princess back. bride i don't see how you think that these are two comparable situations well we're talking about <laughs> I feel all the judgment unicorn. rushing off of her like Feeling a heat wave so judged i, I feel it <laughs> i would like to acknowledge I that you that. also thought that that was a very strange this idea. is not a safe space I do not <laughs> I do not recall giving a feeling at all. Like, <laughs> oh I don't have feelings. I don't fucking have feelings, Meredith. I call you an asshole once, and like the last six months, and now I'm gonna have to deal with it for the rest of my fucking life forever. Can we just like? There's been a lot of rhyming in those last few sentences, and I'm really proud of you guys. Really, for that. thank you. Yeah, you guys are poets. No, we're we're like embodying so Doctor Seuss. Doctor yeah. Seuss. You said I called you asshole once in the last couple months. <laughs> <laughs> we should write a friendship book. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. How to be soulmates. How to be BFFs. Only successfully. call your friend and asshole once every couple months. <laughs> Just to keep them. Maybe it'll sell as well as a diary of a midwife. Sell as well. It will sell just as well. As diarrhea. For God's sakes, move on. Don't we have a birth story of the week? We do. If you can't tell, we are drinking wine today. We do have a birth story of the week. I have one glass. This is not. That's I, was, not. I think it's just like the vibe, though. Like, Yeah, when well, we started, I was slurring and I hadn't even drank it. It has nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with the wine. Your, your nothing to do with the wine. better since we've started. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. started drinking more. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I'm in such a good, like... We looked at Chuck and I like to look at the weather and he was like, don't he goes, <laughs> that don't, doesn't sound old. <laughs> don't despair. I know <laughs> that's the lamest thing. <laughs> One of my favorite that's hobbies. That's about as lame as you telling us about your ophthalmologist appointment. This oh, One of my favorite <laughs> hobbies is looking at the weather with, <laughs> with my mom. husband. We, we do look at the weather and we play pickleball <laughs> and... Do you? We go to the. I do. <laughs> I pickle that ball, and then we went to the ophthalmologist together this morning. This is listen. Do you know how when you get married, and, you know, and they're like, um, they give you all those little like adorable. What's the Irish? 
Like the best is yet to come. Whatever. Oh, yeah. This like is this is the things. fucking best. We're going to the eye doctor together so that yeah. I can upgrade my glasses prescription. <laughs> yeah. We're playing I still remember Pickleball. when we went to Target last time you got your new prescription exactly. and your eyes were dilated. So you were like, Meredith, what, what is this pillow look what like? What is this? Meredith. I feel like good. you guys do still have the best of both worlds because he'd be like, I went to the eye doctor so I can see your ass bouncing when I do you from behind. There, that's really what he wants to see. <laughs> the most. Doesn't sound like that at all. She's Does still on a, she's still on a rhyming train <laughs> right <Does> now. <laughs> but this is just like what happens accent. when you grow old Chuck together. Doesn't have that much game. <laughs> he d- has zero game. He just walks around in front bump pants and he doesn't have to talk at all. He's just like, sup. And I'm like, yes. Also, we just found out today that Jess had never seen the labyrinth until recently. Never. Olivia. Olivia. Guess what else she has? Or legend. Jesus, God. You guys, come on. I mean, I would just like to say that the chances of us having a movie night are getting less and less as the sun is staying out longer, as it gets warmer. That's true. We have to just make it happen. Do you know what you remind me of? What? The babe. What babe? The babe, like the pig. Wait. Oh my God. Damn it! All right, no. Listen, we're gonna have to watch it again. No, the labyrinth. I know what you're talking. About. I don't even know what to say to you right now. <laughs> I know you're talking about the labyrinth, Carly. No, you don't. Carly, I how, do. Carly has a T-shirt that says "The Babe with the Power." But there's also a, a there's, no. There's also no. There's a, not. Big stop movie. it. <laughs> no. Right. Hey. Bring it together. Stop talking. So we're right, doing my job. All right. Wrap it, it we up. We have a birth story of the week. We have a couple, don't we? Yeah, we do have a couple. So I wanted to talk about the birth story of the week that I did, and neither one of you were there. That's fine. We'll just sit back and listen. Um, But it was super, super awesome because I know we talk on here a lot about how we have like prime ips and mole tips, and we expect prime ips to take a long time and mole tips to not take a long time. Um, And so this mom was one of those prime ips that took us by surprise, and it was really, really nice of her nice yeah of her but i was really sad because you weren't there i was not yeah but what birth are we talking about i talked about it yet no so okay okay, so basically this couple texted me in the morning and they were like oh yeah we're having contractions this is happening that's happening or actually it was a night and i was like all right do your thing go to sleep this is where you go to sleep that's what's gonna happen and so then basically they texted me in the morning and they did that thing where they were like, well, contractions are doing this now. And I was like, okay, we should head into the center, but we'll just go in there. We'll see what's going on. And then I'll text the midwives afterwards so that, you know, we don't go in yeah. too soon. Sorry. This is how much we talk about our work life now. I'm trying to think of what we were doing that like the day that you were at their birth. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to orient myself. I can't even remember. So like our text conversation we had going on during this time. I have no idea. Okay. I don't yeah. think I've heard anything about this birth then. Okay. It was the first time on. Okay. And so yeah, we get to the center and she's having contractions and I'm like, oh, this she seems. Yeah. Well, I went to their house first. So I went to their house and I was like, Oh man, really seems like something's happening. Mm -hmm. But I was also like doing that thing where I was like, but what if it's not? Because she's first time mom and contractions were a little wonky when I got Mm -hmm. here. So do I call it and go into the center or do I stay here a little bit longer? And I feel like you're like super mindful of the providers that you're like bringing in with you when you go. Yeah. So you like really feel self-conscious calling too early. Yes. And so, but I was like... I was like, no, this feels real. This feels legit. Let's head into the center. 
So we get to the center and they check her and she was like, well, she labored for a little bit and they check her and then she was like nine centimeters already. Nice. And we were like, yes. Oh my gosh. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. So she gets in the tub and she's doing her thing and she just labored so beautifully. Her and her husband were just like on point. Like so sad. Even when I, I wasn't there for He that. must be an excellent butt rubber. He must be so calm and gentle. He was. Even when I got there, he would like go over, he would give her counter pressure. And I was kind of like worried because she was having like some crazy back pain when I got mm. there. And so I was like, so I texted Jen because Jen was the midwife and I was like, okay, listen, she is either one centimeter and has a posterior baby <laughs> or uh, she's... About Almost complete. feeling rectal pressure. And baby's coming down. <laughs> exactly. I was like, it's one of those two things, and I'm not going to make a promise of which one it was. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And so we get there, and she was indeed nine centimeters, and the baby was not posterior. You're like a goddess. You're like, uh, 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 I mean, I wouldn't say I felt like a goddess, but I was like, okay. I was, you know, I was right in my feelings. You felt like you knew what you were doing. Yes. And so... She's like laboring, laboring. She's in the water. But then the thing happened. You know, when you get there and you're like, we don't celebrate to the placenta, but sometimes you yes. still do. Yeah. yeah. And so she's like pushing because she started pushing on her own. She's doing this thing. She's doing that thing. And the baby's not coming. Yeah. I was going to say pushing on the prime is the way. Yeah. And we were talking because remember you were like, is she still pushing? I'll remember that. Oh, yeah. Don't mm-hmm. listen to her, Lilu. Lilu, you'll be fine. But pushing is going to be awful. Get ready. No, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And oh, we were okay. we were I all texting she, and you, you were she like pushed forever. Yeah, it was like, like three hours. Yeah. And so after she had even after we knew she was like fully dilated and it was like, okay, she's still pushing, still pushing, still pushing. And so then we're trying to do all these different positions, like on your side on the bed. All right, now we're doing lunges next to the birth pool. Then we are going up and down the stairs. And so eventually, like, her water breaks, doing lunges, and, like, we're like, okay, all right, I think it's going to happen. She still had to push so hard. Like, she worked her ass off. You know those times when you're like, God, how could she push any harder? Yeah, and then when the baby comes out, you feel, like, so amazing. Yes. Like, you just... I love I love those births. Yes. You just celebrate them more than like the easy for for mm-hmm. whatever reason. But for well, them because you just see them like work their ass off for so long and you see like the depth of like strength they have to pull from. And at that point, like I feel like I don't know, I feel like in transition moms are like, Oh, I'm done, I don't want to do this anymore, right? But I feel like women are pushing that hard, they rarely tap out. Like they're oh. just like fucking in it. She wanted to tap out. She was like, What? And no I one like there's this? no judgment in that, right? But it no. made total sense because the baby finally comes out. So the baby crowns, the baby finally comes out. The baby not only had a nuchal hand, like the baby had his arm wrapped like oh, that's right. Right. all the way around its neck. He's like, hmm, I'm, this is my thinking position. Yes. And, uh, hmm. Also, you can get your hand really far around your face. <laughs> and the, Kim, can you do that? And that's how yeah. he was born. Can you reach your chin? So with the way the baby's arm was, it was actually hard for the baby to even be flexed. And it was like an entire nuchal arm situation. So this first time mom pushed out her baby for the first time in three hours with his arm completely wrapped around his neck, not flexed. And even after he came out, like his head came out and it wasn't a shoulder show, but it was like, Oh, what's happening? There's a hand. uh, uh," Like there was like manipulation. Like what's Mm -hmm. going on here? Oh, that explains a lot. 
And she was kind of traumatized afterwards. Like, that was so hard. I don't know if I can ever do it again. And the yeah. dad was also traumatized. Like, I, that was so hard even watching you go through it. But and you, I, but you also, like, know as a provider, it's like one of those births that are like, that's not going to, it's probably not yes. going to happen again. Like, your second experience is going to be completely different. Exactly. And the rest of her active labor was so fast yeah. that that's what I tried to tell her. Like, if you have another baby and an, it's, arm is not literally wrapped around its head like a weird piece of origami yeah. like you will have such a fast birth that mm-hmm. it's probably gonna you're be probably gonna say that you wish it hadn't been so fast yes it's, it's gonna be like last week's episode <laughs> where you have your baby in the car yeah yeah th- th- those are the ones that do it though yeah they're like oh my last one was so terrible yeah, yeah yeah and so after the birth she's like i'm never doing this again i'm never having another baby which i feel like i would say vast majority of people yeah. say that there's like you got those random weirdos that i love who are like yeah that wasn't i gotta do that again and you're like what <laughs> or they say for the next one i'm like yeah what yeah, yeah. Planning that already, huh? Sons is still in. Also, I'm not being rude. I got. I was messaging with Dana, who we love. Hi, Dana. And so I couldn't wait. I was yeah, like, I could wait until the podcast is over, but I'm not. I would love to going like, to. Love Dana's are feel like this is the only time you do this, but you're on your phone all the time. Most of our episodes. But could you not say that to Chuck, please? But <laughs> Dana is our client who we had together, and we have the most amazing pictures from our birth. Kim just posted one on our our news feed from it today, where I was looking oh, at her face. like. Oh, <laughs> I wish I could figure out what I was thinking. I told her I Maybe wanted we to should put have people put like their own like what is Jess saying in this picture. I said that I was looking at her adoringly, but also saying what the uh, f did you just say? Hell? How do I love somebody who or, I don't agree with so strongly? <laughs> My twenty-two year marriage, <laughs> exactly. So I want to put one of her pictures up, but I want her to pick which one. Yes, so we're just messaging back and forth. Awesome. Hi, Dana. Hi. Yeah. So that mom was just so awesome, and the way they work together and she was just it was just one of those births where I was like you know sometimes where you have births first time mom coming up and you're like how is that gonna go how long am I gonna be there what's gonna happen and it was just one of those births where it was like birth does work even Mm -hmm. when things aren't completely Mm -hmm. normal and it was very validating for me that to see that and to help me you know in this journey of birth work and also like just really reinforces that you have to take each birth at face value because like pushing for three hours like would be concerning for a lot of providers right but mm-hmm. with that situation it's what needed to happen in that in that scenario and so it was totally normal it, and baby was totally fine let it be. did she only push for three hours yes i don't know <laughs> i can't remember exactly it was something like just, that just wasn't charting so. how long did you push with lila before we transferred uh, before we transferred with me as a brand new doula, like not attending five hours but i think i had her at the six hour mark but part of that was with a lip and part of that was i don't know i think it would have gone a lot different had you been my midwife oh really knowing what you know now <laughs> yeah had you done the i'll take that scissor fingers let me stroke your ego Thank you. I love having my ego stroked. <laughs> feels good. <laughs> on the that whole. That doesn't cross our friend boundary. That one's no. okay. Feels good on the whole. Yeah. <laughs> preparation H. Can you preparation H me? Ego stroking is the preparation H I can't H even H focus on this anymore. I just want to be out in the sun I know, right? right? Oh, okay, struggling. so let's tell our second, let's tell our second birth story of the week. Our second birth story is the opposite of the one you just told. Oh, where we, we were there together. Where we had a tip at la- and it took forever. It did take forever, but it was more like early labor took forever. It did. But that remember, so we've referenced this lady's last birth we did together. It's our second birth. Her last we've one done was like her. this too, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just takes forever to <laughs> kick in. For me, it seems super fast because you didn't call me until like I didn't call you to the end. 30 yeah. minutes. Still she had a baby. I didn't go until super late either. I was only there for maybe 
four to five hours before the baby okay. came. But she ended up having another 24-hour labor. But this I is... I thought you were going to say 45 minutes. No. no. Like, oh. I was there for like four to five hours before. But you were so confused the whole time. You didn't was, know I what was no going on. what was going on. Yeah, I even like jokingly <laughs> even told Cam that I was going to leave even though she was nine centimeters because I didn't know what was And happening. I was like, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> I mean, she lives 50 minutes away. But even when I got there, you pulled me aside. You're like, what do you think is going on? I was like, I can't tell. Yeah, we were sitting on the bed and then I was like, I think she's pushing. <laughs> maybe <laughs> but um but yeah so this is the same lady who i've not asked her permission so i'm not gonna give any details um but this is her this we did her birth the other last time and this is the one where we like went to her house totally thinking we were gonna have a baby and then we had that fun sleepover at her house we where we just so like much. giggled and talked and oh stayed i up love all that night. story and probably i asked her i was like do you remember that like did we keep you up that night and she's like no nah, girl i have like a million kids i don't even know like, okay <laughs> Makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this mama, I pulled her chart up because, like I said, she'd been in labor for so long that it was, like, all day. But she texted me um, the day before the baby. No, wait. Texted me the day the baby was born at 530 in the morning to let me know she'd been having inconsistent contractions since midnight. Okay. And then we just, like, texted all day about what was going on. And, like, she'd occasionally have intense contractions, but they never really got super close together. Yeah. And, like, even when I finally went to go see her around dinner time, I think they still had, like, spaced out to, like, almost every 10 to 15, but they were getting really intense. And it was just really strange because we have births where they stay spaced out, but 10 to 15 and even 20 minutes, that's a really long time. Yeah. I've only had a handful of births like that. Yeah. And so I, like, get there. And, you know, usually, like, when I go to a birth, like, I want to spend the first hour this is just my personal pacing as a provider. I like to just sit there for a bit and see what's going on. I don't want to mess with anything. I just yeah. like want to see what's going on. Um, and let them sink into their space now that the new person has entered it. Right. Yeah. And like she was doing a really great job. I could tell she was in it, but it just like was not ha- like the contractions were just like so inconsistent. But the baby did not. So I was like, okay, kids in a posterior position, but it just didn't like feel posterior. So it was just like a very... One of those births where you're like, wow, you think you know things. <laughs> and then yeah. you realize you then know you nothing. Don't. Well, our friend Martha was like that too, remember? Yeah. Like, Eight minutes apart the whole time. Some of them were 12. And then yes. all of a sudden you were like, come oh, now. She's pushing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Oh, I also really love, she did go see the chiropractor that day too, which I uh, love. Magical. Yes. yes. I, yeah, I send people to the chiropractor in labor all the time. Like, I'm sorry that I'm asking you to do that, but it's, it's totally the best. worth it. It's the best. Okay. So yeah, I went to her house around dinner time. And then after that hour, it was still kind of like uncertain what the heck was going on. And so I'd kind of just sunk into the idea that I was going to be there for a while, but I really, it wasn't that bad. But, um, I remember texting Kim because I was just like, I feel like the whole day I'd been like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just verbally processing this with you because this is what I do. Nothing about her labor patterns was normal ever. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I, I finally, she finally asked me to check her at one point and she was, did I say she was seven at that point? I think so. Is that when you went? That's no, no, no. Because I'm you sorry, told me she was nine at that point when I you told her. and you said, Jess, you should go if she's nine. And, yeah. and Meredith and like, said, no, don't come, no, don't come. lay down and go to sleep because nothing is literally happening at all. Because she was nine centimeters. But baby was so high. Like yeah. I could barely reach the baby's head. And her contractions were like Q20 at this point. And I was like, all right, I'll try and sleep. So Help. I honestly thought I was going to get the mom to fall asleep. Yeah, she was exhausted because she'd been laboring all day. And so Kim was like, just break her fucking water. <laughs> just break her 
water and i like i do feel a lot i never would have broke people's water when i first started but i do feel more comfortable with it after seeing you do it more but that baby was so high just like everything in my gut was like your intuition was telling you not to if the baby's too high i mean there is such thing as being too high yeah so anyway so i didn't end up breaking her water but that's like yeah like let's talk about mayor's ego that's like my favorite song <laughs> no, i'm just kidding it's not but um, it's all about you Meredith. So anyways but i didn't i don't know if i've told you that so I, like like probably within the first half hour after this kid came out a client looks at me and goes uh i wonder why our births take so long together when mine would get faster <laughs> Oh my gosh. And it was not like in a judgy way at all. But you probably would have broken her water. And like maybe it would have picked Hell up. Hell yeah, I would have broken but her. What I, did I wouldn't instead, have broken it. I would have just poked it. <laughs> instead, I gave her a Benadryl ding, ding. and told her to go to sleep. And she did. She went like a solid 40 minutes without a contraction. Perfect. It was great. And I did that I, recently. That's when I was like, I'm going home. She's nine centimeters. Because and I, I was thought like, she was going to no. stop completely. Abort that plan. But after that 40 minute break, she started having them more like every 20 and then like every 15. When did her water break? Not to the very end. And how much was it? Like it was not. It was in the water. It was in the water, so it's hard it was to tell. Like a normal amount, I feel like, though. But you can't really see it. It was definitely right? rom no. after I got there, though. Yeah, while she was actively pushing. Because sometimes there's just I've been seeing so much fluid that they're just not they they can't contract normally. Yeah, and then their water breaks. Was and I'm like, born oh in the call. Like honestly, like it was that she was that far along, but um. Yeah, so I have to say though this birth because I use Benadryl like I feel fine with that. It's in our license. It's in our orders. I love Benadryl. This is the birth that I saw at work the best though. Yeah. Like even though contractions were really intense for her during them, she relaxed so beautifully in between. She did. Like even pushing, and I think it helped turn off her brain probably a bit. I think she was really annoyed. They and give I think it. it like, they give it IV in the break. hospital for this reason. Yeah, but we don't. We just don't do that. I love it. I was so great. And like I asked her afterwards because really interesting because I feel like she'd been laboring long enough without it to really notice a difference. And I was like, did you notice the difference? She's like, oh, yeah, I was able to rest so much better in between. So that was really great. So anyways, like at that point, we're sitting. Well, at, before that, Jess was laying and they have a toddler who sleeps in bed in the room with them still. And he has this cute little Montessori bed. And Jess was like curled up in the bed, like typing on the computer. I was oh, doing I my my picture. on yeah. my chart and like a boss. Yeah, because we still didn't know exactly what was going on at that point. But we were, we were sitting on the bed and she's in the tub. And every once in a while, I'd be like, I think she's pushing. I don't know if she's pushing. I think she's pushing. Oh, she's pushing. And then, like, literally, like two minutes later, she's was, like, she was like, I'm pushing. And she said something. She was like, I'm, I think I'm pushing. Yeah. And we're and like, oh, okay. I love it when the moms announce that. They're like, I know. Pushing. I think yes. she's been pushing <laughs> a lot longer than she, like, re- right. like he led us on to. Because I think she didn't want to name it because it'd been longer than she'd expected. Right, right, right. So then, yeah, then she had this, like, really phenomenal birth in the tub. And then, I like have so many questions about this one too because so her baby came out with a triple new goal mm-hmm. around the neck and around one around the shoulder so it's technically a quadruple but the kids quadruple nuchal quadruple nuchal that was on our book too <laughs> it, the kids started breathing I because I was trying to get the cord untangled 
um before it, it came out of the water but the dad was catching too so the dad brought the baby up and so i was trying to untangle out of the water but the kid was already breathing even with the quadruple yeah. cord and so then the mom and i were talking about it afterwards and she was like do you think the cord is what held him up because he did not drop until yeah right probably yeah. yeah but it was like it could have which is like me i'm like i'm really glad i didn't break your water but not necessarily it could have been but so many other things right? yeah because like your uterus comes down with it yeah so and it's how long did it take I for wish her placenta it took a while yeah yeah but her last one took a while too so but it was just interesting but like it's like one of those ones where it's like did my intuition tell me not to break her water because of the cord and the baby needed to come down on its own or would it not have mattered it's just like one of those questions you'll never really get the you'll answer never know to. yeah but i also love the this birth too because i know at her first several births she had babies with like shoulder dystocias or yeah. sticky shoulders mm-hmm. and so at this birth it was definitely there was like no question in her mind yes. that that was gonna happen and the again. last birth it was like that too and the last birth there was i think they were a little sticky but nothing it like terrible. the other ones mm-hmm. but then this birth i feel like the no, baby just came there was nothing thing and so it was just so, like such a relief it was like ah the baby's here there was no yeah. shoulder dystocia We've had a lot of those recently where they yes. had dystocias and then yes. they had completely or like easy. horrible hemorrhages and yes. then the next baby everyone's like yeah okay it's like real redemptive mm-hmm. yeah it's awesome yeah so it was great and then she had like this little she had a sweet moment where um, her kids were asleep, but then they woke them up because their oldest girl is the one who wanted to know what the to sex announce the, name, the birth, the sex of the baby. They're announcing the, the sex of the baby. So that was very sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was like a really great postpartum and really chill. And and also, you guys know who you are. That uh, quiche that you guys oh gave God, that us was so good. Oh, so good. Thank you very much. Made my life. Yeah, definitely worth living so it was great it was just one of those births where it's like i don't know i feel like sometimes i feel like you learn something from every birth but it's always fun to have them where it makes you kind of stop and wonder and it's like frustrating to not have the answer but that's also the beauty of birth too is you the more just kind of the less trust you your know. gut and and like listen to your instincts yeah. so and actually i feel like people who say that they know less you can actually tell that they know more yeah <laughs> well then i know nothing <laughs> yeah does that people, help well, people absolutely keep, people nothing keep asking absolutely me, like, what's nothing. it like being pregnant and a midwife i'm like i'm realizing i know fucking nothing nothing yeah. i know it's literally what i can't wait what i know because now you really just have to listen to your intuition because you're <laughs> yes. a birthing mom yeah i can't wait for us to say i'm gonna make sure that i say to you phrases that you say to other people i've already joked that people can come and like record their voices I of just whatever w- the stupid shit i say to you in labor you i want to see if it helps or not because when that i'm probably gonna know you're doing it though i'll be like fuck off cam well there's that's why it's so hard to support birth workers it's in birth. so hard because when katrina was saying to me this and i had already had three kids so it's not like it was new but she was saying to me things that she and i say to people and i was yeah, like, like you're doing it right now is that, like do i say that i know what you're doing right Passion now it brings you closer to Shut your up. baby i'll be like you're care. doing it right now you're doing you it right do now anything. don't you duel on me don't you tell me i'm doing good I don't want to hear it. Jess, I know you didn't do that in labor, but I, I did also not. feel like your face was so aggressive right now that you were probably doing that in your head during labor because you were so angry just now. Oh my, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to say all this, the things that I usually say to you. That's fine. I yeah. actually do well when people like reiterate really obvious things to me generally. Me too. I like to hear like that's normal. Yeah. Everything's great. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So I anyways, those are really great birth. They were, I mean, I feel like um, my last months of birth were births that I was like very unsure about how they were going to go. And then mm-hmm. it ended up being like a great 
month yeah. of births that were like super, super uplifting. And I needed that in whatever time of my life I was going through. So I was like, thank you, universe. Yeah. As much as we might question it, sometimes it generally works out. It does. And so it's time to close out this episode. Ooh, if I go right now, I can make it for the kids to get yeah, off the bus. So I just wanted to say we're starting on Women's that History was Month. Terrible. That was really bad. I'm going to edit out part of it. Um, and so I just wanted to say for all the women out there, no matter how you've given birth, but also the women out there. So we talked a lot about the, the d- midwives who were influential to our lives, but any woman out there who helps other women feel powerful and to own their power, like you're doing a big thing in the universe, even if it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Also, I just realized I didn't acknowledge Kim. I'm doing a big As thing my in the universe. midwife, and I just feel like that's a given. So. Yeah. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I don't anticipate people ever saying me. You know, just my preceptor, like yes. that person. I don't need your acknowledgement, <laughs> Meredith. It's okay. But I hope you know that me calling you an asshole is the supreme form of acknowledgement. It is. From just me. like when Kyle calls me fan. I'm like, oh my God, I love you too. <laughs> okay, finish but up. I want I want to thank those. I, w- I really want to thank those midwives. <laughs> Who, through their work, like, have, get, and I know it's not just us, but have given the next generation of birth workers the inspiration and to the help tools. and the tools to help the women who are delivering their babies to to feel powerful because there's nothing more important than that. And we can take that into every chapter of our, of our lives and make the world a better place. And the only other thing we have to say is cheers. Plastic It's fantastic.